This audio lecture is brought to you by RTS on iTunes U at the virtual campus of Reformed Theological Seminary. To listen to other lectures and to access additional resources, please visit us at itunes.rts.edu. For additional information on how to take distance education courses for credit towards a fully accredited Master of Arts in Religion degree, please visit our website at virtual.rts.edu. In conclusion, boy, I made a mess up there. Uh, I think it needs to be said that it is absolutely true that Catholics and Evangelical Protestants stand side by side on a whole range of very important social issues. I encourage that personally. I think that that's good. Uh, we live in a world where, where uh, you know, we need to draw uh, support from those who are like us as much as we can. So I think that's a positive thing. And so I, I applaud the document that Colson and Packer signed when it stresses that there is, on these kinds of questions, a very uh, important unity. I think that it's also important, I think Protestants all too often forget that on a whole range of important doctrinal issues, we agree with Catholics. Evangelical Protestants and Catholics agree on the deity of Christ, uh, on the Trinity, and a whole range of issues. I think it's also honest and straightforward to say that there are significant doctrinal differences. And it would not be honest or fair or accurate to suggest that there are no doctrinal differences and in particular on what is obviously, I think, one of the most important, if not the most important issue, there is a significant difference. And this difference is, is acknowledged by both sides. This is not something that simply one side acknowledges. Both sides have historically and continue to acknowledge that this is a point of difference. So we are not doing ourselves any good, it seems to me, by somehow acting as if there are no differences when there really are. Eventually, sooner or later, uh, there will be tensions over these issues. And it needs, so that I think it needs to be uh, recognized. Now, having said all of that, it's important for, for evangelical Protestants to, to acknowledge uh, Catholics, many Catholics, are, can, I mean, there's this, this thing, evangelical Catholics, who share uh, strong views with us on things like justification. There are Catholics who believe in justification by faith alone. Now, that is still not the official teaching of the church, however. Okay? There is a fundamental difference between what individuals, individual Catholics may believe and what the church believes, the official teaching of the church. 
uh, it also needs to be said, and this I, I want to emphasize this one especially, that what I've just outlined here as Aquinas' view of justification, that there is in some sense man doing meritorious works and then being rewarded with eternal life, that is a view that I would guess most, many evangelical Protestants really believe. Now, they don't say that, but by and large, my guess is, is that most evangelical Protestants, if you were able to break it down and talk very clearly about some of these issues, would in effect say that I have contributed something toward my salvation. So when we're talking about these issues, we need to have the big picture in mind and be aware of, of these kinds of issues. So uh, I think I'm right on that. Finally, does Aquinas teach justification by faith alone? The answer is no. Nine, nada, not at all. I think it would be dishonest to say that. Uh, I will also say that I don't know of, of a scholar in 450 years, whether Catholic or Protestant, who has even remotely suggested that except one. And that's Hans Kung. Hans Kung has gone on record uh, as saying that the question of justification was simply a matter of semantics, that Luther essentially agrees with Karl Barth. Uh, that's what Hans Kung really is getting at. Uh, as a result of that, of that teaching, uh, Hans Kung has been removed from his teaching post. So the official teaching of the church rejects that view that Hans Kung takes. And in scholarly circles, uh, it's, 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 it's without doubt uh, that, that the consensus is and has always been that Aquinas teaches something significantly different than what Luther taught on justification. I think that's the only honest thing to say. Yeah. No, you didn't. That's exactly what Gerstner says. Uh, yeah. That's absolutely the case. That's a direct quote. Uh, I think that makes it especially relevant for our class when you have such a respected person uh, making a statement like that. Uh, I... I, I I tell you, there, there are a number of reasons that I, that I, that I wanted to, to raise this question. But one of them is for your benefit. Because if some of you are going to go out and be ordained, and you're going to go stand before a presbytery, and that presbytery might ask you, what's your belief on justification? And if you say, I believe just what Aquinas believed, justification by faith alone, you are not going to get ordained. That's how serious uh, the consequences could be for you to take that kind of view. So I feel a pastoral 
obligation to clarify that issue. Uh, yes, I do differ respectfully, but uh, for your own sake, uh, I, I urge you n not to take that view at ordination if, if it happens to come up. <laughs> There's another reason that I wanted to, to stress this kind of thing, and, I, and I, f I feel very strongly about this. Never, ever, never have blind allegiance to a single individual or to any group, really. And there are a lot of great, important theologians out there, people that we need to learn from and benefit from, but never, never give blind obedience. I pray that God would send a thunderbolt through your heart if you were to somehow say, well, whatever James says must be right. It, it Don't ever put me in that position. Ever. And I would say, don't do that with anyone else. I think that's a very important thing to understand. Christians, evangelical Christians, particularly younger evangelical Christians, have a tendency to attach themselves to some person who has ministered in a wonderful way in their, in their lives. And there's this tendency to gravitate to them and become so attached that you lose any sense of objectivity. Don't do that. It's not good. It's not healthy. It's not wise. It's not fair to yourself. And it's not fair to that other person. You're putting an, un, an incredible burden on them. And, this, and the other thing, finally, that, uh, that I think is important about all of this is that when you find Reformed theologians in particular who are at, who are at cross purposes on, a, on an interpretation or something of that sort, as in this case, that ought to put a burden on you to go back and investigate the question yourself. Go back and read Luther. Go back and read Aquinas. Go back and read Burkhoff. Read Hodge. And above all, read the scriptures on these questions. That is your final authority. Does the Roman Catholic Church affirm Aquinas as a, as a brightest representative Absolutely. of the church on that particular issue? Yes. In fact... Uh, Aquinas was canonized as a saint just after the Council of Trent. There's little doubt but that... Well, when he was canonized, he was mistaken after his death, Yes. I mean, he was not a firm president. Well, it, it, subsequently, Aquinas was designated a doctor of the church, and several popes uh, have issued things like encyclicals, which state that Aquinas is the, the proper theological guide to Roman Catholic dogma. So today I can boldly say that Aquinas and Roman Catholics is equal on justification. Essentially, yes. Okay. I think you can officially. Officially. Yes. Now, when I say that, that I'm not saying that every single Catholic believes just like Aquinas, okay? I'm not saying that.
This audio lecture is brought to you by RTS on iTunes U at the virtual campus of Reformed Theological Seminary. To listen to other lectures and to access additional resources, please visit us at itunes.rts.edu. For additional information on how to take distance education courses for credit towards a fully accredited Master of Arts in Religion degree, please visit our website at virtual.rts.edu.